Algar Productions. Welcome to the Post-Atomic Crime Traveler Podcast, with your hosts, Ron Algarwatt and Matt Robotham. Covering Episode 1, Jeff Slade and the Loop of Infinity, with Gav Brown and Gav Drury. Hi friends, it's uh, it's not exactly crossover time, and yet it's still crossover time. No, it's watch time Gavs travel show time. Uh, no, no, it's it's time traveler. <laughs> I think is what. Which one of you said that? Uh, was it Matt? Not, not, not first. It was one of you guys. Well, well now I know it was definitely English guy. I just thought it was funny. It was me. Voice the blame off. Classic, oh. classic misdirect. <laughs> Damn it. I fooled you again. I always forget how you two work in tandem. I just wanted to use the word tandem. (laughs) You can can mark that off your copybook. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I've been looking at the list of things that we have ahead of us. I'm like, oh, cop rock, that's going to be rough. Crime traveler, oh boy. (laughs) But uh, this was kind of goofy. I kind of didn't hate it. It definitely had the most car accidents of anything we've ever watched. Yeah, I think so. There were 18 I, in the first five minutes. That, that is true. <laughs> I, I I just, I have to ask, and we'll get to the specific, like, why yeah. you chose this in a minute, but I, I have to ask, like, did, did you enjoy it, or were you trying to still get back at us for the Star Wars Holiday Special, <laughs> which is fair. No, I I actually enjoyed it. Uh, I had no problem watching it. I watched it twice. No problem either. It was entertaining. I could watch more. I'm not going to. <laughs> I could do. <laughs> I mean, if no, if every other TV show stops, then you've got an option. It sounds like you're waiting for someone to dare you to do it. I'm willing to do it, but, but you got to put me up to it. Come on, guys. I'll do it for 20 bucks. <laughs> Why are you Irish, Gav? I thought it was fine. <laughs> okay. Thus ends my statement. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I just, like, did you enjoy it, or was it a tedious slog is kind of what I'm asking. Uh... No, I, I, it was a bit of a... a oh, I wouldn't fine. watch any more because it was a bit... I mean, it was fine. I did it. But, I mean, I'm, well, if I was watching it, it just myself, dated. I think I would have turned... It was a bit dated. I would turn it off in, like, 10, 15 yeah. minutes. No, the actual time traveling was pretty interesting. <laughs> but, like, once they got to the crime, like, it's just... I've seen this crime on, like, 8 million other cop shows. Like, you're not doing anything new. And you're in a show about time travel. Yeah, but the twist is that it's a show about time travel. Yeah, so time like, travel some more or something. But they did. No. The whole, half the episode was events that you would then see them causing in the second half, half of the episode. Half the episode was them dicking around <laughs> at some house waiting for a murder to happen and failing to make a souffle. <laughs> well, aren't we all just sitting in our houses waiting for a murder to happen, really? <laughs> Yes. We're all in our houses waiting for us to die, and none of us can make souffles. Let's put it that way. I'm constantly failing at that. Oh my god! And and you've posted some very impressive uh, pictures of your cooking. So I mean, you know, it's it's probably not from a lack of trying. Yeah, if anyone cannot make a cheese souffle, you, yes, you know you have to try and make a cheese souffle now, guys. <laughs> Do I have to? Yes. Look, I have to. Oh, this you have I mean, to. What make else are you going to do? Watch <laughs> Crime Traveler. I think it's Only very clear which of you chose this. <laughs> yes, it was me. Classic mystery. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, now I wish we'd set this up ahead of time so you guys could eat the cheese souffle instead of like your your uh, customary beer. Fuck off! We're drinking beer. opening. <laughs> Speaking of which, we should really open the beer at this point. Oh yes, please do. And uh, have you chosen anything uh, particularly thematic for this, uh, this outing? <laughs> Uh, not even I can make this fit the theme of uh, today's Oops, show. Sorry. This beer is from the past. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there we go. I bought it uh-huh. in the past and I'm drinking it in the present. And in the future, it'll be gone. We have a peanut butter milk stout nitro. Shit, that sounds really good. I will loosely tie the word nitro to how he was driving in the first half of the uh, episode. There you go, nailed it. Want to tell them? No, don't tell them. I'm fucked. It's well, uh, now you have to tell us whatever it is. <laughs> I was going to say, do you want to tell them what brewery it's from? It is a uh, Belching Beaver. Yes, yes, uh, we don't to go into that. Very good. Well, why don't I tell you what happened in uh, Jeff Slade and the Loop of Infinity, which is an excellent title, by the way. Mm-hmm. It is almost as long as yes. the episode. Yeah, almost. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hark to the tale of a cop called Slade. He's a loose cannon who plays by his own rules, but damn it, he gets results. Except he doesn't actually get results unless disobeying his lousy chief to cause a suspect to drive his car into a river to his inevitable death counts as results. I mean, yes, technically that is a result, but it's not the desired result, and it results in his lousy chief firing him. (laughs) Except that he's not fired because the police department's science officer, which is totally a thing, who says that it isn't, played by Kachansky from Red Dwarf, goes back in time and saves Slade's ass. She then proceeds him to tell she then proceeds to tell him that all time that time travel exists and it can't be used to change history, even though she's literally just done that. Anyway, Slade then gets called to another crime scene and runs into eight or ten extremely obvious signs that he's going to has have had come back here in the past and or future. Well, I say obvious. Obvious to anyone who's seen even one time travel story. I suppose this time travel story, like all time travel stories, exists in a world where no other time travel stories exist. The crime he's here to investigate is is the apparent suicide of some rich guy who was selling his company to the Japanese. Ah, yes, back when the Japanese were supposed to be buying everything, and we were all completely terrified about that. But the real crime is everything Slade says and does as Kajansky begrudgingly takes him back in time. He points a gun at some innocent caterers, whom he later also causes to be arrested for absolutely no reason. He steals their van and poses as a caterer to snoop around the guy who will have had killing to himself. <laughs> he eavesdrops on the guy's family, who all hate each other. But to be fair, the guy's son looks like he just got back from a regatta to decide which youth center to close down so that more regattas can be thrown. I don't even know what a regatta is, but I do know I'd hate everyone in my immediate vicinity if I had to look into this kid's extremely punchable face every day. Oh, also Slade punches a cop. Yes, he himself is a cop, and this makes no sense, but why start now, right? <laughs> then he and Kachansky cause several events that they has had have, have happened already. <laughs> uh, because of course they do, and everything goes back to normal, except now he solved the case, I guess? He certainly takes credit for solving the case, even though Kachansky did pretty much all the work. And no, he doesn't thank her. He berates her for only uh, only knowing how to operate and maintain a time machine, but not knowing how to cook a souffle, because of course he does. Also, I'm like 95% sure she's actually in love with him. And that's fair. How could you resist a guy who, at the end of the first episode of his series, is only responsible for like half a dozen deaths? If you average that against the number of humans on Earth, that's hardly any deaths at all. That's just science. <laughs> 
just a piece of shit. Oh my god, he sucks so bad. <laughs> this is your bad thing, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> this dude is completely unlikable. Like, even before we get into the actual story, he just wrecks a bunch of cars and kills a suspect. He's just a smug dick who isn't good at his job. When when the when the lousy chief fires him, and I'm still not sure what's going on, I'm just like, good, you should. Look at how much damage he did. And he's like, he's like, oh, you're going to suspend me again? So this happens all the time. <laughs> he's yeah, not just he's terrible. He's, be... he's not just terrible today. He's consistently terrible. This is the I loop of he's... infinity to talk about. <laughs> I think he's meant to be your your typical renegade rogue cop of this era. Like, yeah, but know. that shit only works when you don't accidentally murder the suspect. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's you said it in your summary. If you're going to be a loose cannon who gets results, you have to get the results. Yeah. And the fact that the only punishment for that is that he loses his job, but that he's not, you know, thrown in jail for murder. Yeah, like manslaughter or something. He drove into a car or into a motorcycle that you parked there. Yeah, I thought it was going to stop it. No, that's not how physics work, man. (laughs) Oh, he doesn't know that. That's what he's. That's what they have a science officer for. <laughs> I guess. I can't wait to go to the engine room in the police department. I desperately wanted the science officer sort of just be Spock looking down his thing. Oh, fascinating, Captain. There's fingerprints down here. Now, is this? Do people wear gloves just... when they go in my thing? <laughs> is this just one of those like cross cultural things where we call it something else, or is this weird? Uh, well, I, having been slowly assimilated into American culture, uh, mm-hmm. I, I I thought it was like a forensic officer or a forensic ah, department. Yeah, uh, okay. yeah. I th- okay. I just thought it was weird. Okay. I, I wasn't sure if it was like a, a common thing or if they just the, the use of the word science officer is what threw me, not like, so much the idea that they have a scientist. I, I assume she's supposed to be like CSI or whatever, right? But right. like, no, science officer. Okay. But also, CSI is more about, like, uh, chemistry and blood stuff and maybe, f- um, uh, what do you call it, ballistics, not yeah. making a time machine. It's a no, whole that department, was a not just uh, some girl in an office. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, boy, they the way they write her is so, like, she didn't even invent the time machine. They couldn't even give her that. Nope. Her dad invented the time machine. She just knows how to use it. Yeah. Like, they couldn't give her one nice thing her dad it's, professor it's, turner as in turner back time uh, <laughs> i really was it really it. turner <laughs> yes it was and it's nice oh, that you can order the time machine off amazon as well oh yeah <laughs> i legit thought that was the case at, at one point like when she she there's this point where she gets a delivery and i'm like did she just order mm-hmm. a time machine she ordered a very specific piece for it that, that I guess says what it is on the box because the guy's like, "Oh, you you got a flux capacitor? What yeah. is that?" Like, yeah. wow. Since when did couriers know what's in the bloody box? That a bi-dimensional delimiter is something stupid. Yeah, yeah. Just ah. it off Amazon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's very boring. If you buy, it's yeah. boring if you buy porn off the internet. It's just emblazoned <laughs> all over the envelope. <laughs> But we need to be clear that it was only one tiny piece because the entire yeah. time machine is is a whole room. Well, the entire time machine is her entire apartment building. So that was amazing. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that was your good thing, right? Yeah, I love the time machine. Like it's a bunch of crap welded to the wall, but it looks like really fun crap. Like it's got that it's got that like Doc Brown homemade. Oh yeah, to it's it. it's great. And like I love 
like she's got these windows that she has to close for like the plugs that run across them to attach. And I just thought that was such a weird, fun, like thing to add in. Mm-hmm. And also just the fact that, that it might just be her apartment. But in my head, I'm like, oh, the building's going back in time. So like the weird <laughs> dude who lives downstairs is constantly like, is it last weekend? Why do I keep getting the same newspaper every morning? <laughs> Just blissfully unaware. It's uh-huh. uh, it's like Count Dracula's house. It, it goes back in time, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I haven't thought oh, about Count Dracula forever. Yeah, same. <laughs> and of course, there have to be a thousand TV screens as well. On the oh, event. yeah. That's how you know well, science is happening. It was a very uh-huh. 90s uh, time machine, I thought. Yeah. Not that it wasn't a bad yeah. thing, but it just... Scream 97. With one of them permanently tuned into the BBC test card, it looks a bit. Yes. <laughs> now, is that that image of, of the little girl with, uh, yeah, with, in the classroom? With the clown, yes. <laughs> right. Because I only know that through the Mitchell and Webb sketch set in the uh, in the post-apocalypse where she's wearing a gas mask. And, like, seeing the real thing, it's like, oh, that's what that's from. Yeah, I used to watch uh, Life on Mars, and they made it weirdly sinister on that show. It's already sinister on its own. Uh, dude, trust me, they they made it more so. Huh. Like I'm I'm not a clowns or sinister guy, but that test card probably gave children nightmares. Am I am I right? Oh come on, you're a bit of a clowns or sinister guy. No, not really. No, I think clowns or sinister. I thought you said. Oh 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 okay. No, they are sinister. Mm-hmm, they no, definitely. No, no, they're they're all great. That's great. They're all great. <laughs> He just threatened you, didn't he? Yeah, right. Is he holding a knife? He's he's literally looking down at me from the wardrobe. (laughs) English Gav just posted a picture of him on Twitter. I was just like, oh. I mean, oh, but ah. So uh, one one of you guys, I don't know, English Gav, what was your good thing? My good thing uh, was basically the use of time travel in this one. I mean, I know it's not hard, but they seem to stick to all the rules that they'd set themselves. They can't change the past. Everything that has happened does happen as it did. Didn't really notice any inconsistencies, and they made decent use of the premise. I mean, it's no Moffat, but considering the age of it, they did a reasonable job. Yeah, the only thing I didn't like about that was that Slade refused, like, he didn't listen to anything she said. And I mean, that sounds, like, seems in character for him, honestly. Yeah. That's true. But it, but it Sorry, no time for this. A the, woman is talking. Yeah. But it should have been obvious to the audience that all of these things were going to be sort of predestination stuff. Like, it was very telegraphed. And mm. after, like, the third one, he should have figured, oh, the car accident that's about to happen near my house, I bet I'm going to cause mm-hmm. that. Or, you know, something. But, nah. It's probably because I watched The Good Place today, but he just reminds me of Brent. Oh, God, he the does. the latest series. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to make us read his book. <laughs> Which is called this S- might be the f- Jeff Slade in the Loop of Infinity. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing title. Uh-huh. Well, and this kind of ties into your bad thing, yeah, yeah English guy, about the Loop of Infinity? Yeah, for an episode called Loop of Infinity that warned us several times about the Loop of Infinity and the disastrous consequences of the Loop of Infinity, <laughs> why the fuck did we not get to experience the Loop of Infinity? I feel we just Next did. week is Jeff Slade in the <laughs> massive High Street Massacre in which Jeff investigates illegal file sharing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's Jeff? <laughs> His first also, name is Slade. 
it's Slade Slade. <laughs> yeah, Slade Slade. Yeah, like Mario Mario. Uh huh. I at, at the beginning there's like three vaguely TV handsome about 30-ish white dudes who don't look all that different. I'm like, oh god, I don't have to remember who all these people are, do I? <laughs> and thankfully the other two just sort of faded into the background. There's a one of those dudes is like the most third guy on a British TV show I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> How's that? I, I, used to be I don't. In the <laughs> I don't know. It's just a type of guy like that I see on like on British TV shows all the time. It's like, well, that guy's gonna sort of stand around, make jokes, and not really matter. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, just describe that because I'm fascinated by this idea. Describe a little lost to join the chase. Uh... I don't know. Like, guy in a suit. He's kind of unremarkable. He's sort of younger than everybody else, and he doesn't do anything. <laughs> you're just that describing like... me oh. <laughs> oh. It's, hard, it's, it's real hard to hear that you're the third guy in your own life <laughs> <laughs> you just described all of the characters on that flash episode you made me watch i mean way. i'm not wrong <laughs> <laughs> i know i know everyone says that show got better but uh the early one that we watched that all of the characters were like that listen i'm not here to defend the flash again <laughs> no I, and i'm not asking you to i what i was i was I was providing your excuse for you. I'm just saying, like, American TV has that too. Is what oh, I'm it saying. does. Are you talking about the guy with the curly hair? Because I think that's the only yeah. distinguishing feature. He he had to pee, right? That was a thing. No, no, that was a different guy. I can understand oh, your damn confusion. It. <laughs> that was the oh. fourth guy on every British TV show. <laughs> oh. Well, you only get, there are only some uh, British shows that can afford four guys. <laughs> this show definitely felt like it had a budget. Like the 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 big fuck off car chase at the beginning felt it didn't feel cheap. Like it felt like oh, no, they, they really drove a, a car of off the uh, yeah. Like they had a multi story uh, uh, parking garage uh, car park, I guess you guys would call it. Mm. They, they they drove a car off of into a like a river or whatever that looked pretty good. But then they get to do it again. So I suppose to, from their point of view, they've got two car chases. Yeah, but since it's a time travel show, they can recycle it. So. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. I, I like how he decides to run him over at full speed, though, right at the edge of the uh, car park. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what he, could go he, wrong? he obviously needs his own science officer to, <laughs> <laughs> to explain the laws yeah. of motion. <laughs> Just Spock in the back seat again, sir. You're going to die. <laughs> you can just let me out here. He's going to die. I'm not saying this is a good or a bad thing. I'm just telling you what's going to happen. Yeah, there's no moral judgment. He's just sitting in a car waiting for a murder to happen. And also, then they make this big deal about how they can't find the dude's body or whatever. So it's like, oh, this guy's going to dramatically come back. No. Also, like, maybe it was a, a, a shallow part of the river or whatever. It, it didn't seem like, I know you have big rivers there, but it seemed like a small lake. It didn't seem difficult to fish a car out of. I wonder if he's the season's big bad. Ooh. Was that a thing back then? No idea. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, not really. Big bars didn't become a thing until Buffy, did they? Yeah. And then they copied I'm it sure in they Doctor had, Who. Like, decent villains, but like they didn't call them that. I, but I mean, other TV shows had to have done that, and, and often British TV is ahead of us in you know many many ways. Maybe not this way, but uh, they've definitely gotten to some some big concepts before us. So I, don't, I, don't know. I know Doctor Who definitely copied Buffy because this because uh, right. what do you call him said that 
Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Irish Kev, what was your good thing about this? My good thing is that the chief got rid of Slade, and he was asked mm-hmm. when his when his leaving party was. The chief <laughs> getting rid of the cop is such a cliche, yet the leaving party isn't. It happens so often you think there'd be a shop dedicated to it, you know, <laughs> that does bad cop party supplies. I mean, it could even be a fucking franchise. Maybe it is in a parallel universe. Who knows? <laughs> I'm going to be I, Jeff what... Slade's <laughs> fired cop store. <laughs> oh, that's he goes into business after he gets fired? Oh, yeah. Well, what that? else is he going to do? He's certainly not going to be a cop anymore. <laughs> and then your badge, your gun, and your tank of helium. <laughs> I'm Slade. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore, you're yeah, not. But you... <laughs> Slade, don't you know there's a helium shortage? <laughs> he doesn't carry Slade. Oh, that's true. He is Slade. Also, it was the 90s. There wasn't one yet. We could just willy-nilly use helium for whatever we wanted. Ah, that's true. Damn it. And mostly it was making our voices go high. Oh, I mean, what else are you going to do? Nobody (laughs) needs to lose that badly. Now, what's the what? What is like the tone of a of a cop's leaving party? Would it be would would they be happy or would they be it would be sort of a somber thing? Like, well, I think really I think them? some of them would be happy. I know that. I mean, I would. I don't be. know. I, I don't know. Sleep would be, but <laughs> well, but like third guy is like, yay! I just got upgraded to second guy. <laughs> <laughs> we all go up in rank. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why he was so happy that uh, you know, are you going to have a leaving party? Because he thought he was going to go up and run. But you think he'd be yeah, used to it by now, by the fact that he keeps coming back. I don't think he gets a party for getting suspended. It's when he gets fired, right? Mm. Hey, Slade, you having a suspension party? <laughs> <laughs> two weeks without, mean, two weeks with pay. You mean me going downstairs to the pub and, like, drinking a whole bottle of whiskey until I, <laughs> I go back on duty? Yes. Yes, I am. It's like a party. I so was it unusual to have a lady chief back then? Should I should I give it credit for being a little progressive or no? It probably was, but she was a, well. I wouldn't say a big name, but she was she was on what Brookside or something, wasn't she? Yeah, so oh. it was a soap opera back in the day. Fairly big, like, yeah. mm, she's been in a few things. She, oh, she like, was in the had... royal family as well, wasn't she? Mm. Yeah. But, the royal family? No. <laughs> oh, it's the queen. She, she was a duchess. Oh. Um, oh. Royal family was like a sitcom kind of thing. Ah. I bet I bet they, they uh, countered on people having that kind of confusion mm. yes. over it by naming uh, it the royal family. The, the infinite royal family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were they just people whose last name was royal? Yes. That seems yes, like it was. Yeah. That was the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wow. Every week they had it, every week they had a difficulty. That <laughs> was solved in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. No, she had she had a decent presence. Like she she was a good lousy chief. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I definitely felt better for her than I did for Kachansky, the scientist who was only a scientist, I guess, because she wore a lab coat and had access to a time machine. <laughs> Yeah, as a chief as well, though, I think touched on it earlier. Um, she seemed happy about the cases being solved with, I've just figured it out, instead of, like, mm-hmm. any evidence. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll just figure it out. Oh, good, nice one. Well, that, that's, Brilliant. That sort Case of leads into my bad thing. <laughs> oh, yeah? Se- segue there. Uh, Kajanskis works for the police as a forensic officer or something or other. The point is, she works for the police and yet doesn't care who killed people. 
I would have thought oh, that, yeah, was, that was a fundamental thing. One of the competencies, at least when you're giving examples in a police interview, give me an example of a previous job of when you cared about someone was killed. Nope, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, there was a blatant disregard for anybody's well-being in this. Like, yeah. Oh, another corpse, just step over that. Oh, yeah. Wow. It was right at the start. She just was like, was talking to Slade, and she just didn't seem to care. Mm. It's like, what what is she doing in the past, though? Is it shopping? Yeah, yeah. she could... When she when she remembers she forgot to use one of her vouchers or coupons, she goes back into the past and uses it. <laughs> oh, this expired. Wait a minute, I have a time machine. <laughs> sure, it's somewhere here, somewhere. Oh, it's the entire room. No, no, it's some when. <laughs> oh, I'll give it credit for that. Nobody said, but when. Where is it? You mean when is it? No. Everybody Shut just up. seemed too baffled by time travel to ever say that. <laughs> Well, only only two people knew about it. True, so, and one of them is a an idiot. <laughs> so. Yeah, and this is the thing I don't like in time travel shows is that you know someone gets told that someone has a time travel machine, and by the nature of these shows, they have to accept it. But no one in their fucking mind would accept that. I see. I'm. A, I have two thoughts about that. One is you're telling a fictional story. Do you really want to spend a lot of time? with someone standing there saying, I don't believe you that this thing exists and not getting on with the fun part. I, I want but on the other episode right. to be that. <laughs> and training your brain to figure out the order of events. Well, stuff that I mean, happened I, in your past hasn't happened I, yet. I, I get that that would happen in real life. I do. But yeah. is that interesting to watch? No. I feel like Slade's already insufferable well, enough maybe without him just being all like, I, but I'm not back in time. But I've never, uh, but in Doctor Who, I've never felt that they had that problem. No, because they just get on with it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're, no, like, but they, they understand. But there's never someone say, hey, I've got a time machine. And they've always got around it by another way. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember one where the 10th Doctor and, like, was it one of the companions? He just turned up and said, see? And mm -hmm. cut off his tie or something. And then later on in the episode, she meets him for the first time, you know. And right. he talks about doing that. Yeah, that's that's how you do it because audiences have seen time travel for a very long time, and we don't we like we've been through all this. Like, let's just get on with it. Mm -hmm. you know? And that's it was weird because at one point Slade says everyone knows time travel is impossible. It's like, does everyone know that? Like, yeah, scientists know that. I've I've you know I've heard apart from science, science says, officer. <laughs> <laughs> But does the average person know that time travel is impossible, or do we have no real opinion of that? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, what's the man on the street think about time travel? I like, I, I get that that's what real scientists think, but your average person sees time machines on TV and in movies, and they're just like, yeah, time travel—that's probably a thing, right? Yeah, but, the, but the, I think we've had enough of asking man on the street what they think. Yeah, that's that's fair. Brexit, am I right? Oh. <laughs> What's that? I have no idea. It's a new Everything's culture. great over here. How about you guys? <laughs> I haven't visited a time machine. <laughs> have you? I believe you. I completely believe yeah, you. Awesome. I'm going back to no 2015. Evidence. Oh, wait. I can only go back three hours. Damn it. Why would you want to yeah, go back to that? Invent like an incubation chamber and just sleep through it all. Ooh. What? Everything? Yeah. <laughs> just wake up at the end of the universe at, mil at Millie ways. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that's 
That's pretty great. Just make sure you make a reservation yeah, first. Yeah, seriously. Well, you don't have to. You just make a reservation when you get back. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, but you don't Time get, travel. You, Damn it. You don't this get is, back this, if you sleep. This is, there, of course, you. impossible. <laughs> uh-huh. You can't just no, sleep can backwards only... in time. Like, <laughs> I mean, but if you can go back three hours, then you can go back three more hours. Then you just have to make a lot of little jumps until you get to where you're going, right? Yeah. Why didn't she just do that in this episode? I, I don't. I, I mean, you can only go back in time as long as much as you have a time machine, but that's still not bad. But that doesn't. <laughs> I don't want to go down that. Hole oh, are there flaws like... in this time travel plot? <laughs> you don't say. I know on this Star Trek show I, we've never gotten I'm into this shocked. before. But... Shocked. <laughs> Again, that's why Doctor Who just says, ah, "Fuck it, we don't care." Uh-huh. He's, he's got a fucking police box. And another thing, matter. she's like, "This is one of the rules of laws of time." Okay, there's only one, is there? Or where do these rules come from? Where, what? What? Mm-hmm. Did There's you make these rules up? Make up. <laughs> yes, exactly. Was, did her father leave a manual with the machine? Maybe. Here's why I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> he's not dead. He's in time. Uh-huh. Ah, but when? <laughs> when Always. will then be now? Always. <laughs> oh. Is that a Spaceballs reference? Uh, the fact that you recognize that. <laughs> yeah. So he's, you know, not a bad movie. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> there's a point where um, Slade says to Kachansky, I'm sure the character had a name, but she's just Kachansky. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, I says, don't know what she's called either. Nope, no idea. <laughs> she's he says, not Sarah. Uh, is she? No, I just made that up. You just made that up, didn't you? <laughs> yep. He says, why are you telling me all this? And uh, there was a QI episode when they were talking about like various um, uh, Hollywood cliches and stuff, and apparently that is the most used cliche in like uh hollywood movies mm. is uh why are you telling me all this and so now every time i hear it in something it's like oh hey there's the line mm-hmm. Add it to your oh, chart. Is, is that just so they can get exposition yes yes uh-huh. exactly it's like the most it's slightly more used than as you know uh-huh as well you know <laughs> as well we all know as well you know your brother is coming here today <laughs> As well, as well you know, when are we? <laughs> <laughs> At least she didn't get up in front of a chalkboard and draw like a timeline that then looped back. And You, you know what I'm talking about? Mm. Well, it'd be better That's... if she just wrote bury me on the board. That would be good. Yeah, basically. <laughs> of course, she didn't think it needs explaining. I mean, the way she broke it to him, just like sat him down for coffee and goes, uh, oh, by the way, time travel <laughs> exists. Do you want a drink? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but then, then. But I've already got a two drink. more scenes. Or have you? <laughs> That's the or beauty of you. it. What? Then it takes two more scenes for him to come around and believe her, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he has to spend twenty minutes yelling at a guy in a car accident who hasn't been in a car accident yet. <laughs> <laughs> the car accident that he would cause because uh-huh. he's he's like the center of the universe. If there's a bright Every... center of the universe, <laughs> then Slade is the furthest thing from it. <laughs> But every Good. event ends up being caused by him. Like, he's the most important person, at least in, in you know, that part of where he lives. I well, guess. he's killed 40 people by the end of the show. So, <laughs> But if he wasn't in this episode, would anything have really changed? Yes, my enjoyment of the episode. <laughs> I, I enjoyed hating him. I don't know. No, I just mean, like, I mean, she goes back in time because of him, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But... 
when he was back in time, did he do anything that helped solve the murder? Well, like in the the way that causality seems to work in the show, like it would have ha- everything that happened was supposed to happen anyway. So, like the only thing they're doing is knowing who, who like what caused the crime. Yeah, but part of what has already happened is him being there. But if he wasn't there, would it just be the... Hang, hang on, my head hurts. Um. <laughs> I'll come in again. This is this is the dot in the eye of Barami. It's oh. going to kill you. <laughs> uh, my good thing, I, I will say, for a show from the 90s about time travel, I expected this to be slow and very repetitive. It was It was a little repetitive, but it actually, like, I wasn't bored watching this. Like, it was paced pretty well. Mm-hmm. I, that That's the thing I hate the most about 90s shows is just there's about five minutes of plot stretched out over an hour, and this moved along pretty well, I would say. Mm. Like, I didn't necessarily always like what was happening, but it was on to something new, you know? So, yeah, no, that's, that's all. Um, um, but... Yeah, there was a bit where, like, his car was parked at the station. He, he must have been coming, you know, he must... It was like uh, he can't have been getting a, a train if his car was parked at the station. And I'm like, people do that all the time? That's why there are car parks there? <laughs> oh, yeah, there's, I mean, the, the logic of every single thing isn't there. <laughs> no. But I, I don't know. Like I say, it's, it's, it, I just wasn't bored. Sure. All. No, 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 that, no, that's fair enough. Yeah. But no, the, not, none of, like, none of his crime-solving leaps made any sense either. It's like one of you guys pointed out, like, everything he presents to the chief is just things he sort of guessed or assumed. Yeah, he had, a, no... he had a feeling, he tells her at one point. Yeah, he's got no <laughs> physical evidence for anything. Oh, good, that's how detective work it, work works. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not super familiar with your court systems, but I imagine that won't hold up. No. And then the fact that he had he had the murder weapon at one point, and he didn't have any gloves on, so the, oh, and then he threw it away. And then later on in the episode, he said about you know he's wiping off fingerprints or something else because he doesn't want to leave you know fingerprints. I mean, it's 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 pointless now. You're yeah, fingerprints are all over the weapon. Yeah. Also, threatening the caterers and then getting them arrested, like he he endangered so many people. It's like, do you know how to be how to police at all? <laughs> well, no, apparently not. Yeah, I like that first uh, one where uh, <clears throat> it just been fired, and then it found time to go back to the station, pick up the murder weapon from the locker, get it forensically analyzed, and got three suspects and everything on it, and it proved his innocence all in that afternoon. Just, oh, wow. Just before yeah. tea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hadn't thought of that either. Oh, God. And, it's, and, I've got mid, and he's got his job back. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's plenty of sort of superficial logical gaps, but the more you dig, the more gaps you find. Yeah. Out. And then oh, there was boy. the whole thing about, because, you know, the, there was the whole about going back in time, or oh, wouldn't we have done, the, you know, wouldn't that cause this to happen? And then she was like, oh, no, that's because of parallel universes. And I just yeah, thought, oh, exactly. Power of Universes isn't a great excuse for everything. Uh-huh. Uh, but it also doesn't seem to apply here because everything all happened in the same, like... Uh, well, it did uh, until towards the end of the episode when it didn't. 
when he tried to cheat at gambling. Yeah, then it just feels like they're making stuff up. Oh, no, because of paradox. See, your ticket is blank. What? Yeah, because because to that point, it's like English Gav said, there's all of the internal logic kind of checks out. And then they add this new element that's just, that completely complicates everything. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no parallel... No, everything's <laughs> all a closed loop, right? There's no parallel universe. No. No, it's an infinite loop, not a closed yeah. loop. Uh, of course. That's a different no, episode. That's, that's the dangerous thing. It didn't happen, but it's it's there somewhere. Her father's trapped in that, I guess. I don't know. It's the Phantom Zone. <laughs> Living Tuesday over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, my bad thing yes. is this is one of those things that I, I noticed probably more than a lot of people. The sound design, like the sound effects, just horrible. <laughs> like... Okay, maybe they didn't have, like, the world-famous BBC Radiophonic Workshop or whatever. I don't know. It feels like they would have, but maybe they didn't have access to it. This is the guy at the door like, no, no crime traveler. (laughs) I mean, I get it. Look, I worked on Doctor Who, and I worked on, you know, like, The Hitchhiker's Guide, and, like, you know, I've done some pretty reputable things. I am not doing crime traveling. (laughs) It's, It's just like they pulled out a synthesizer and, like, beep, boop, there, good enough. Like, oh, come on, try a little harder. Like... Even like doors opening and closing, there's there's a certain door sound effect that's used to this day mm. in like half of TV and movies that drives me nuts. It's like not every door sounds exactly like that door. Get a new sound effect. It's like I say, it's just one of those things that bothers me in particular, but uh, not very inventive. Like there's some pretty good visual stuff in this, but the the sound people did not try very hard. <laughs> well. I mean, if I knew I had to work on Crime Traveler. <laughs> You'd just be but like, again, where can I get the easiest thing to, to yeah, make a door of a sound? Hey, you're gonna be, we're I hiring bet... you to work to do sound on Crime Traveler. Well, I'll be out of work in about 10 weeks. <laughs> I've got a CD of... That's being of... optimistic. Oh, yeah. I've, I've got a CD of stock BBC sound effects that have great sound effects on them that most of them would have existed at this point. They could have just pulled some out from the library, mm-hmm. like, you didn't have to make anything new. Just, I don't know. Everyone's going to know this is from Doctor Who, but who cares? Like, I don't know. Just, just yeah. try even a little bit, man. You drove a car off a damn four-story building. You can't find a better beep. No, we can't afford sounds now. Oh, okay. We <laughs> spent the, all the money the on the The rest of the episode car. has to be silent. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to I mean, slip the guy that played Slade an extra five bucks to just make all the noises with his mouth. <laughs> Kachansky's got to do it. It's her, uh, it's her machine. Yeah. Also, just like to give her even less dignity. <sighs> just, j- j- uh. yeah. It's not great. <laughs> the way they treated her just was terrible. Also, several times when she appeared on screen, they started playing sexy sax music. Uh-huh. Like, come, come on, man. Yeah, they did, didn't they? Uh-huh. I'm gonna go do I'm gonna go investigate this crime. You stay in the kitchen like a woman and make a souffle. He yells at her for not being able to make a souffle, like that's that's yeah. a similar She's, skill to making a time you can, machine. Exactly. You could travel back in time. But you can't make yeah. a souffle. Yeah, those are the same. She's violated the current understandings of the fundamental laws of physics, but she can't cook this this thing. Okay. Well, I mean, from what I hear, those souffles are, are really hard to make too. So I've also heard that. What the he yells way, to, for it. way to throw her under the bus too just like and you're going to make a souffle a hard thing to make by you can't just be like all right well we're making sandwiches 
<laughs> supposed to, cheese souffle supposed to be comedy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that was meant to be a, a comic relief, but uh... did not relieve me. <laughs> Comically or otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, English guy, you, how many more episodes of this did you watch? You, you said you uh, you were curious and wanted to watch others. Um, sure, I've watched them all when they originally aired. So that was what twenty years ago. Yeah, or was it? <laughs> was it? Or when? <laughs> twenty years ago, just an idiot. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't expect anyone to remember back that far, but especially you. Mm-hmm. Curious if you saw it more recently. No, no, not really. Because what I'm what, what I'm wondering is. Does Slade get any less stupid? Like, does he at least catch on to how time travel works in later episodes, or is it like this every time? I have no idea. Okay. I can't remember anything about the show other than <laughs> Kachansky was in it. He was in the Stranger. And there was time travel. You mean crime travel? Yeah, there was, <laughs> there was time travel in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just if I, that, I could see what, it getting really tedious if every single episode was him not listening to her and not understanding this world that he lives in. Like, once is okay, but if they did it every time, that would get really annoying. And that's how that show Dead Like Me worked. (laughs) To show you how bad I didn't remember anything about this episode, before I watched this episode again, I thought Jeff Slade found time travel from some sort of relic he found in a sewer. That sounds way better. (laughs) You mean between 20 years ago and now? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you meant, for, for an awful second, I thought you meant from two weeks ago when we watched it and now. <laughs> oh, and then I watched it and goes, oh, Jeff didn't find out. It's it's actually she's ordered it off the internet. <laughs> you know what? If she fucking ordered it off the internet, that would be so much better. Especially since this is, what, 1995? Like, that's, that's pretty impressive in mm-hmm. itself. But yeah, she went on news.net. <laughs> well, she used the time the time machine to go into the future to order the the part that she needed to build the time machine. I mean, that logic holds up, I assume, as I'm much as anything else. Think about it. And if uh-huh. it doesn't, we'll throw in parallel universes just for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that means if there's parallel universes, we could conceivably do a like into the Slade verse. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Somewhere out there in an infinite number of universes, one of you has to be likable. <laughs> well, it's just Rimmer again. <laughs> yeah, there's just Don't... stuff where Ace Rimmer and uh, Slade meet up. Oh, God. <laughs> Stoke me a kipper, I'll shoot this guy in the face. I would, uh, I would watch Slade ride a, a surf and alligator, so. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> I... What's Rimmer's surf uh, slays? Yeah, that would be fine too. Okay, so all of this begs the question, why the fuck didn't we just watch Red Dwarf? <laughs> We've never covered that on this show before. That would be a lovely thing yeah. that all four of us would enjoy. Yeah, Gav. What? <laughs> I thought I chose this. Well, I didn't really... We, we don't really do watching things that we've seen before, you know? We like to make yeah. you watch weird... Things that you haven't seen yeah. before. I mean, this is no tea bag. I'll grant you that. No, well, but what is really? <laughs> what is? That is the bar to clear. Uh huh. No, I, but, I, but I yeah, love doing this with you guys, just to like the weird British stuff that we get. I love it so much. 
Yeah, because there's there's plenty of weird American things that one of us would have seen in reruns, but mm -hmm. none of this stuff would have ever sort of entered our our frame of reference. So yeah, you're almost always going to surprise us with something. Well, no, it always reminds me of crap my dad used to make me watch when I was a little kid. Really? Oh yeah, my dad my, my dad's English, so like. Well, right. And living in Canada, a lot of this stuff got uh, reruns. So I got a lot of my dad going, here, watch this. It's pretty good. It wasn't. <laughs> but I, I, I know all of that. Where you lost me is he made you watch something like Crime Traveler. Well, like nothing is like Crime Traveler. <laughs> sit down, boy. <laughs> well, he's not going to sit down and voluntarily watch it, is it? Somebody has to make oh, it. That's a fair point. So the viewership of this show was all uh, children being forced by their parents. Yeah. <laughs> Sit down, shut up, you're going to learn something. About what? And I don't know, forensics? <laughs> uh, we were talking before we started recording. I, I made the offhand comment that there must be fan fiction about this, and, and uh, everyone, like, uh, no way. You you would bet that, really? And, and I looked it up, and there's at least five pieces of fanfic. So there's some kind of fandom out there. Mm -hmm. well, but, but that's just rule. What rule is that, internet rule? Where basically uh, oh. there's everything everywhere. Well, that, but that's, that's the rule that everything fucks. Oh, well. I think so. Well, you haven't read the fan fiction yet, have you? Uh, that is true. <laughs> it's in there. Slade fucks the time travel machine. Also known as <laughs> as the time machine. Slade I don't know why, I, 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 don't know why I gave it his middle name. <laughs> it time the... travel machine, you get in here right now. <laughs> At least it wasn't the time travel machine. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't afford that. <laughs> Oh my yes. god! Uh, I wanted to take a moment to talk about the murder victim in this in this show, who is oh the the guy who we thought was a suicide victim. Yeah, who is the most mm -hmm. like evil owner of a corporation I've seen since Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was this was a your very typical family like family of rich people who all loathe each yeah, other. Yeah, exactly. And there was a there was a bit of genuine comedy. I thought it was legit funny. Near the end, where they're with the cops are interviewing the family, and they're they're all representing their relationships completely mm -hmm. wrong. Oh no, he loved our son, and he was going to give the company to him. Yes, and I was still very much in love with my uh, with my husband, and did not, you know, openly wish for his demise every single hour of every day. I wasn't definitely considering poisoning him constantly. <laughs> I wasn't already starting to slowly poison his tea every afternoon. Why would you even ask such a question? Uh -huh. Get out of my house. <laughs> I've even been taking souffle courses. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I just, as a kid, seeing stuff like that on TV, I just wondered, why do you stay married if you hate each other so much? Right. Money. Mm, yeah, script. So. Script. Mm? <laughs> Money, in the, Money in the script, baby. <laughs> You can't use that as an excuse for everything because the script said so. <laughs> That's what I've been doing at work. <laughs> <laughs> also, there were a couple of times where the guy's voice almost tricked me. I was like, is that David Warner? And then he wasn't. I was disappointed I'm several times. I'm, I'm, I'm continually disappointed. And then sometimes <laughs> when David Warner turns up, I'm also disappointed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because it's, no, like, it's not like everything he's in is great. No, well, David Warner was better than this. Yeah, because I think mm -hmm. Time Bandits and, and a few other things, and then I see him like recently, and it's just like, oh god, <laughs> he's so good. Tell you, I did like the aesthetic of his evil base, though. This idyllic countryside 
sort of mansion type thing. Not quite a mansion. Mm-hmm. Right? Sorry, sorry, you threw me You've off with the evil, evil base great. for a second there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just his house, right? I'm indoors. Like I, I, I love it, but he threw me there for a second. <laughs> and yeah, the, yeah the, the doors with the green screen on them. Yeah. Uh huh. They were obviously going to put a bit different doors in. <laughs> But couldn't afford the budget. <laughs> gonna make these well, the look Japanese like Japanese were oak. when they bought it. We're gonna make these look like oak doors that sound differently when they open and close. The owl oh, man. please. <laughs> if only. Bothers me so much. Look, look, if you can fixate on on ceiling fans and uh, and tiny shovels, like this is my thing, okay? Well, it's weird when you do it. Because <laughs> I do it with my ears instead of my eyes. That's weird. <laughs> Well, I gotta ask though, did you did you pick up on any weird background stuff like you often do? I mean, I thought the uh the using the 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 uh the window blinds or whatever they were as plugs was pretty fucking odd. Mm-hmm. I and liked it. Good. I liked because there was a reason behind it, because mm-hmm. it actually had to close the uh windows yeah. in order yeah, wasn't it, to go back in time. Yeah. Wasn't it supposed to be like airtight or something? Travel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that and yeah. people can't see in whenever the entire building yeah, you, disappears. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, you, the actual you paid for people uh, to be peeping on you while you were time traveling. <laughs> Harold, that guy across the street's time traveling again. Oh, shut up, Meldred. No, he, stop saying that. No, she's not. So let him. Let him. Everybody knows you can't time travel. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows that. Okay. <laughs> uh, Oh, okay. So here's another cross cultural thing. Okay. Uh, at the beginning, when they're when they're trying to catch the the uh, the criminal that Slade murders, uh, the first criminal that Slade murders. Yes. Um, <laughs> you have to yes. You have to distinguish them, please. <laughs> yeah, please. They're at a they're at like a railway station that's just called station. Mm-hmm. Like you you, you station. have you name your railway stations, right? They're not just yes, called yes. station. Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. But we don't like to give them free advertising. <laughs> oh, wait. Isn't this a public service? British Rail is going to pay through the nose to appear on Crime Traveler. (laughs) I suppose they didn't want it associated being with a place where criminals carry out the nefarious deeds and yes, or or, or, oh yeah, that's competent. They didn't want to get sued by by whichever specific station for uh, for being in Crime Traveler. How dare you? Uh, Caring from our representation. Yeah, and the, oh yeah, it was in the station. All the police were acting "quote unquote" casual, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And they were, most of them were just standing around deliberately looking in in the brightest suits yes. ever. <laughs> One of them was wearing a green screen suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if the internet cared more about this show, they could turn that into all manner of strange things. But uh, nobody cares enough to do that. <laughs> well, maybe we'll bring awareness of it. More TV shows should do that. To do what? Just put random green screens in various well, it's locations. Well, a bit of audience in, uh, participation, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you, uh, do you have else? a green screen suit? No? Or am I just thinking of the Riddler? Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, I thought you had a green suit. Wait, what? <laughs> I have a suit that is... It's like very bright lime green like, like green screen is? It's actually yellow. <laughs> oh, so not what we were talking about at all. It's it's a yellow jacket, I think, green trousers, a green oh, tie. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Because you were sponsored by Wrigley's that time, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, this sounds delightful. English Gav, Gav are Gav you is a very snappy dresser. <laughs> I mean, I've seen I'm evidence not even, of this. I'm not, I'm not even joking. I'm genuinely serious. No, no. No, I've seen evidence of this, but not so colorful as what you're describing. Does it? Please tell me it has a bowler hat with it. Sure. No. Oh, you should get one. And a cane. What, oh, what the trousers? Trousers green, aren't they? And then yeah. you should get the uh, green bowler hat then. You know, for for symmetry. Right. Yeah, I'm just picturing this now. This is fascinating. Yeah, I love it. Now, is it yellow like like Slade's ugly yellow suit? <laughs> <laughs> it's brighter than that. Mm. It bright. Well, yeah, but it's not as offensive as a Slade suit suit. That seriously was just a '90s fashion choice to me. Like I, I that was a color that a lot of people wore, at least here. Maybe it was unusual there, but. I think sort of mustard that, yellow. It might not have been then, but I think it just is now. Mm. You know, because you that you, far behind I'm us in fashion, used, really. Used to seeing cops, <laughs> you're used to seeing cops and things now, like in just suits and things, aren't you? Oh yeah, I guess that's a good point. Not uh, yeah. Well, maybe that's like the the caution vest. Maybe that's just like to make people very aware. I am a cop. Look, I look at my like blindingly yellow suit. Well, then he shouldn't have been wearing it when he was acting casual. Yeah. Yeah, but this is Slade we're talking about. He should about, have been so. wearing camouflage. Then no one can <laughs> see him. Train <laughs> train station camouflage. Uh-huh. Just like his Thomas the Tank Engine cosplay or something. I was going to say, it's just a shirt with Thomas the Tank Engine on it. <laughs> no, it's just a shirt that says station. I am here solving a crime. <laughs> Mr. Detective Inspector. <laughs> Oh, what else? Anything? Uh, I just, I've just written surnames are a big thing because no one seems to call each other by their first name. I feel like that's mm. a very policey thing to do. It's either policey or boarding school. Yeah, I'd say very masculine culture thing. You also get that in sports, I think, and like the military. Like I think just dudes do that to each other. Ugh. Dudes. None, of, none of us do, but you know, dudes. But I don't think I have anything else. I found out this was written and directed by Anthony Horowitz, and I knew that name, and I looked it up, and he is the guy who does the official new Sherlock Holmes books, so I knew we were in for a ride. Ah. Have you read any of them? No. I read good Sherlock Holmes books. Uh, <laughs> so one's by Conan Doyle, then. Exactly. Or just Conan. <laughs> the Barbarian or, yes. uh, or the, the, the talk show host? Uh, the talk both. show host slash slash inventor of podcasting. You guys forget oh, yeah. podcasting was invented by Conan O'Brien like this year. Mm -hmm. There was no such thing before him. Weirdly, I've, <laughs> I've just listened to a podcast by you where you said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been bitter about it for a little while now. <laughs> yeah, since the podcast was invented, apparently. <laughs> apparently so. Uh, all right. Well, my quote yes. is... Uh, a, a missed opportunity because Slade, okay, if he's going to be a dick cop, if he's going to cause someone's death and then walk in casually and say something, you expect it to be something flip, a bad pun, a really tasteless thing. Instead, he just says this. He, uh, <clears throat> he got away. He got away. I spent all of yesterday watching old shitty Schwarzenegger movies and mm -hmm. he, uh, Every one of those. Yeah, had, that was his move back then. Every one of those had a better death, uh, death pun than he left. 
Yeah, like, <laughs> come on, man. This is, like, if you're going to be a jerk, embrace it yeah. and say something. Like, I think, I mean, I don't know if James Bond invented it, but certainly it, like, became popular through that. Mm-hmm. Like, his somebody would die and he'd just say some, you know, really snarky, cleverish thing and, like, yeah, okay. He's kind of a jerk, but I kind of like him. Yeah, there was the Goldfinger, which I think he threw a toaster into someone's bath and said, shocking. Uh, or or someone yeah. got uh, harpooned and they said he got the point. Uh, and so yeah, on. See, that's, yeah. But because it's, you know, suave James Bond saying it, it's okay. I love those because there's never anyone else in the room to hear him say it. <laughs> yes, that's, that's how confident he is in himself. Mm-hmm. I can't just think this. I have to say it out loud. You see that? I just murdered that guy. And then I said, shocking. God, I'm fucking cool. <laughs> anyway, I'd like three packets of crisps, please. <laughs> Sir, this is an Arby's. Son <laughs> Connery, crisps. Oh, that's hard. Crisps. Take an order of curly fries and some horsey sauce. <laughs> What sauce? Oh, you never heard of horsey sauce? I don't think sauce? they know Arby's. Okay, Matt. It's like a it's like a horseradish so- sauce that we have for like dipping here. It's called horsey mm-hmm. sauce. It's called horsey <laughs> sauce. Uh-huh. Okay, because uh-huh. it takes too long to say horseradish. Apparently, no. I think they legally can't call it horseradish because it's, <laughs> like, it doesn't contain any horseradish. <laughs> it contains <laughs> neither horse nor radish. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, that's all for this time. Guys, as ever, this was a delight. Uh-huh. Uh, and we'll be doing it again in a few weeks, actually. Yes. Uh, we'll, we're doing a, another Christmas thing. Uh, what we're reviewing is to, yet to be decided, but uh, but we four will be gathering again. So very much looking forward mm-hmm. to that. All right. Well, as ever, the website, postatomichorror.com, the uh, email address, postatomichorror at Gmail. We are on Twitter at Algar, at Robot Matt. And next week... Uh, uh, Matt's wife Mal will be joining us for the very first time Yep, and we will be reviewing an episode of Supernatural mm-hmm. which is in season 38 I think we're at <laughs> yeah. Four, 14,000 yeah it's just one uh, behind uh, The Simpsons <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's an hour long show so in terms of like actual content they probably passed it years mm-hmm. ago <laughs> Supernatural aka the show that was always on when I used to go to the gym <laughs> like that's all I know about that show is it's on at my one at, at the one gym that I go it's to. It's still always on when you go to the gym. Probably. I just don't go to the gym anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a supernatural gym. <laughs> uh, and the episode we will be covering is called Hell House. I yes. believe it's from the first season. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, look forward to that. And that's all for this time. Yeah. See you, folks. The Post-Atomic Crime Traveler podcast is a co-production of Ron Algarwatt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2019. Please don't sue us, we're just doing this until Star Trek comes back.